0: Welcome to Dragonfire Books. This week, we're going to be doing a long-awaited episode, which is The City of Gold by Roshani Chokshi. You guys might remember my first episode, Arusha and the End of Time. Well, um, the authors come out with the fourth book. I'm really excited. I finished it the day it came out, sort of, I think the day after. But yeah, it was a really good book, in my opinion. It's my favorite one um, from the series so far. Coming in second is probably the second Arusha book, which is The Song of Death. But, um, okay. So, Arusha and the City of Gold was published in 2021, this year, really recently, April 6th, by Roshani Chakshi. So, at the end of the first three books um at the end of at the, at the end of the third book this is the fourth one um Aru was trapped in the sleeper's cave and this girl said she was the sleeper's daughter even though Aru thought she was the sleeper's daughter so okay we're going to skip straight to the passage and we're going to read the first chapter let's go One is, I'm your long-lost family, insert jazz hands. Aru felt like she'd been struck by lightning, seriously, and she knew that feeling thanks to a terrible experiment. Once, when she was extremely bored, Aru had decided to find out what being struck by lightning would feel like by using Vajra, her lightning bolt, and sometimes ping-pong ball. Dude, are you serious? had asked. I can't watch this, Minnie said. You could- I'm not going to die, said Aru, rolling her eyes. I'm a demigod! That doesn't mean Indra is going to protect you, said Minnie, crossing her arms. Aru had tossed up the ping-pong ball. Trust me, nothing's gonna happen. And then knocked it higher with her forehead. Six hours later, Aru had woken up with a splitting headache, a twitch in her left eye, and a serious case of frizzy hair. For a week straight, it felt like someone had played soccer with her brain. Although this could have been because Minnie kept quizzing her about geography trivia to check her neurological state. Aru had never wanted to feel that way again. And yet here she was, chained to a rock in the sleeper's cave lair, feeling that she'd been electrocuted. She stared at a girl named Kara, who was crouched on the ground beside her. I'm his daughter, Kara had just said. Aru blinked, her head buzzing. You're you're the daughter of the sleeper? Kara nodded. Earlier she'd said it with pride, tilting her chin and looking down at her nose at Aru. Now something sad and unsure crept across the girl's face. But you're his daughter too. Does that does that make us sisters? sisters, thought Aru. She considered Brian and Minnie her sisters, even though they weren't related to her by blood. But her and Kara? That was different. For a moment, Aru wondered whether this girl was another reincarnated Pandava brother, but that was impossible. There were only five, and they heard that number when they met the twins, Sheila and Nikita. Could we be related? Aru wondered. Kara looked about Aru's age. Did that make them non-identical twins? Aru searched the other girls' features, hunting for something shared in their faces, but she couldn't find it. Kara had a wide mouth, large honey brown eyes, straight chocolatey brown hair that fell to her shoulders, high cheekbones, and dark glowing skin. Aru could brush her hair off for a century and it would never look that sleek. And the closest she ever got to going clean was standing under a lamp and spinning really fast. Usually she tried nothing to let these things bother her, but Aru knew she looked nothing like her elegant, beautiful parents, whereas Kara did. But if Kara was her sister, then why hadn't Aru seen her in the pool of the past? I know what you're thinking, said Kara. Doubt it, muttered Aru, but Kara didn't seem to hear her. He was worried she tried to run, so he made my room look like an awful dungeon, said Kara. But it's really not that bad. Kara tapped a nearby stone with a shiny white gold ring on her finger. When it touched the rock, the cave walls started to shift. The space transformed into a sumptuous library with shelves carved into the stone. Near the ceiling, an enchanted orb cast the illusion of warm sunlight, and all around, Aru could see little niches piled high with pillows and stacked with dolls and other toys. In the back wall, one of the niches was a half-open door, through which Aru could glimpse a neat bed with a bright yellow quilt and plush bunny on the, on the pillow. Aru was still chained to the rock, but she forgot all about it when she saw the huge built-in screen on the opposite wall, where a Netflix box read, Are you still watching? Aru stared. How did one even find an evil lair with the internet? For a bizarre second, she pictured up a d- demonic real estate agent patting the stone wall. Comes fully equipped with a crocodile-infested moat and complimentary Wi-Fi. I'm sure y- you're used to a lot of th- nicer things in the human world, said Kara quickly. But Dad did his best. Aru remembered finding the Tree of Wishes, but she no longer remembered whether she made a wish on it. When she pushed herself, all her mind could conjure was a vision of snow. "'That made actually absolutely no sense.'" Aru shook her head. She could worry about it later. Right now, she needed to find out what had happened to Brian and Minnie, Sheila and Nikita, and Rudy and Aiden. Were they safe? Had they gotten away? Or had the sleeper abducted them, too? "'What am I doing here?' demanded Aru. "'He wanted you to be safe,' said Kara, before adding nervously. "'I hope you don't mind me prying, but I know lots about you, Aru. "'Dad told me your mom kept you away from him.'" "'Your mom?' "'So Aru and Kara weren't twins.'" Had the sleeper cheated on Krithika? Aru wondered. It made her stomach turn. Was that the real reason Aru's mamma put him in the lab?' He brought you here so we could be a family, continued Kara. Where is he? asked Aru. Where are the others? He only brought you, said Kara quickly, and then he left again. But he made plans before he left. His army is planning to march on Lanka by the end of the week. Lanka? Aru knew that name. It was a city of gold ruled over by Lord Kubera, the god of wealth and treasures. The words march on, little panic inside her. An invasion, so soon? She needed to warn the other world, and her Pandava sisters. Her real sisters. Aru glanced at her wrist. What she thought had been a chain connecting her to the rock turned out to be nothing more than an illusion on a thin ribbon. Aru jerked her hand and the ribbon tore, setting her free. On her other wrist, dangling from a braided string bracelet, was a glass sphere containing Vajra and ping-pong well. Aru slammed the sphere on the ground, and the glass shattered. Vajra bounced up, and Aru caught it one-handed. A gentle, de- delicious electricity immediately laced up her arm, and Aru felt the familiar static energy lift her head a little higher. She jumped to her feet, eyes scanning the room. You can't leave! Sikara panicked. Watch me, growled Aru, hurtling Vajra against the library shelves. Electricity spangled against the hundred-foot-high foot wall of bookshelves. The air boomed with thunder, and a couple of volumes went up in flames. But the wall... Roll- Wall remained intact. It's reinforced with rubber, said Kara. You will burn down the whole place. But that still wouldn't get you out. Only only I can do that. A room whirled around. She thought Kara would look haughty as she said those words, but instead she just seemed uncomfortable, as if she wasn't used to talking to anyone. She twisted the ring around her index finger. If if you want to be free, said Kara, lifting her chin, then then you have to make a promise. What do you want? Kara smiled hard. I want you to take me with you. Um, that was the first chapter of the book. Okay, so the plot of the book is after Aru finds her friends again, they go, because they have to get to Lanka, because they have to go on a quest, um, for this guy. They need an army, the Narita army, so that they can take down the Sleeper's army. So, um, that's why they need to get to Lanka. And then, the sleeper's after a certain stolen object they the sleeper's after an object in the city of gold longa and uh they have to stop him from getting that too just a reminder: we met the sleeper in the first book he is like he's a Ruse dad but he's also like this villain sort of he like he lost pieces of his soul so then he got evil because it was his destiny I think that in summary, the book, it exceeded my expectations. I really loved the scene with the monkey people where they thought that Aru and her friends had um, trespassed. So they held like a debate and Aru and her friend's lawyer was a rotten tomato. I loved that scene. I also liked the scene where they found Rudy and he was just wandering around in the tunnels. That part was funny too. And, um, yeah. There's going to be a final in fifth book. It's called Rushan the Nectar of Immortality. My guess is that the sleepers after the nectar of immortality. And so they need to stop him. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything at the end. But, okay. Anyway. They need to stop, find the nectar of immortality before the sleeper does and stop him. And have, like, the final battle, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and I think that my prediction was right. Um i haven't talked about this before in the podcast but i had a prediction that Kara was um you know what i shouldn't spoil it so um yeah so i hope you enjoyed this episode of arusha in the city of gold oh by the way for fans of recording on the recording presents team i really recommend two videos on youtube um, to watch, they're fun to watch, there's interviews and fun stuff and other stuff on that on those YouTube videos. It's uh the making of myth of a myth webcast part one and part two. So yeah, they're really fun. I like part two best. The first one is like interviewing Yunha Lee, um, Roshani Chakshi, JC Cervantes, who you might remember. She wrote The Storm Runner and, um, Rick, because they're gonna talk, they talk about their books, um, and their writing ideas and stuff like that, and the next one is a game show kind of thing on the stage with Carlos Hernandez, but it, they don't know it's Carlos Hernandez because he's wearing, like, a sphinx outfit, so, um, they have to go through all these trials, but at the end, it turns out that, um, Rick Gordon was planning it all, so, yeah, it's a fun, it's fun to watch, and, yeah, they're really interesting. It's going to be a really busy summer and fall with a lot of books coming out. If you go onto the Read website, which is Disney's web's Rick Rorden website, and it has all the, it posts all the news, there's quizzes, stuff like that. Everything you need to know. And there's info about the characters and stuff, but if you go on there, you can see every book that's coming out and when it's coming out. I already have a few books on my wish list. Number one is The Cursed Carnival and Other Calamities, which is like, it's a Rick Riordan um and Gordon presents combo it's a book of short stories so i'm really excited about that and i can't wait i also can't wait for the Rusha on the next day from mortality i want to see if my predictions are right but okay see you next episode peace and happy reading